Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Social podcast. Today's guest speaker is... One of the kindest people I have literally ever met. So if you want to be inspired, if you want to just feel that kindness for today, this episode is for you. But obviously, we're going to talk about some business aspects as well. So John Beebe is our guest speaker today. He is an expert at building communities. Now, what I mean by community, I'm talking about those online communities where you actually you actually resonate with people. You actually build those deeper connections. You actually are there showing up and building this network of people who you are truly helping. So many people try to build Facebook groups, whether that's a WhatsApp community, a community behind their course. There are some really, really key things that John has shared with us in this episode, and I know it's going to help you really soar with your online community as well. So if you are trying to build a community right now, if you've been wanting to build a community, maybe you started a community in the past and it just hasn't gone its way, I want you to really pay attention to the key nuggets that John is giving us today because he has grown an incredible, incredible community. And I'm talking 65,000 people inside of this community organically. So organically free. That's what I mean by organically. He gets 750 per month joining his community. So it is absolutely incredible what this man, along with his wife, Lauren, has done. So I'm really, really excited for you to dive in. So let's get right to it. Hey, John, welcome to the More Than Social podcast. Hey, Lisa, it's so good to be here. I appreciate you having me and um, appreciate you know all you're doing to, to serve people. It's awesome to be here. Amazing. I'm so excited to dive into the content today. I told our listeners that you are an expert, or I should say a rock star at building communities online. So that's really what I want to dive into with you. But before we get there, why don't you share with our listeners who you are, what you do, and how you even got on this journey? Awesome. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. So so Lisa, first of all, what I'd love to say is that my wife and I, we, we run a Facebook community called, actually a Facebook affiliate marketing business called BB's Bargains, and it all really grew out of a community. And we started our community five years ago with just a few hundred members with like friends and family on there. And now our community has grown to 65,000 and growing by an average of 750 members per month over the last wow. year. And that's been totally organically. And uh, this year we'll do over five and a half million in affiliate sales. But all of that to say, like, that sounds like a lot. And that sounds like, wow, you're doing like great things. But it didn't start there. Every story obviously has a beginning. And our story really goes back to 2009. In 2009, my wife and I were, we were expecting our first child and we were going into our first, very first ultrasound where we were going to actually get to hear the heartbeat and all that stuff. And we were super excited about it. And when we got in, we got the devastating news that my wife had had a missed miscarriage and we had, we had lost our baby. And, um, it was a horrible, it was horrible time for us, but it was also a very growing time. And, Within a couple months, though, we were expecting our 
our newest baby or our next, you know, another baby. We were expecting another one almost, you know, a few months later. So we were really excited again. My job was going really great at that point. We were living in North Carolina and we had been there for a couple of years. We had just bought our first house. We had been married, you know, a couple of years and, and things were just going really good. And we were away on vacation. And when you're newly married, going on vacation is, is a luxury. You know, it's not always something that you get to do. It's something you have to save a lot for. And we were excited to be away. But when we were away, we got a phone call that I was being let go from my job. I was actually a youth pastor at the time, and I was being let go from my job. And I was coming home. We were coming home to no job. And um, we were losing our benefits. We ended up having to foreclose our house. We lost our house. And we didn't know what we were going to do. And on top of it, I'm a big community guy. I really love people and caring for people. And we lost that community of people. I mean, as a pastor, I was all about community. And I lost that that community of people there that we had uprooted our life, moved to North Carolina, and we were building. So, you know, you've probably been in a, you know, listeners have probably been in a place where you felt like you were losing things, maybe losing relationships or things were crumbling around you. And it felt like the blocks were just stacking up against you. And that's where we were. We were right there. And then um, we ended. I ended up landing a job back in Buffalo as a youth pastor. And my wife, what my wife decided to do out of that was try to find different ways for us to make revenue, so that way we wouldn't get back into that position again. And ultimately, um, I would be able to still pursue my job as a pastor or my passion as a pastor to care for people and just mentor them and pour into them. And then, you know, years later in 2018, we landed on launching BB's Bargains, and that's a business where we just pour into people, we care for them. And we, our goal out of that, our mission is we want to save people time and money so they can engage more with those they love and the things they love. And um, we've been doing that for the last five years, saving people hundreds of thousands of dollars every year. And it's just been awesome. We love what we get to do through sharing the best online deals with them at reputable retailers. And we just do it through affiliate marketing and make money on the back end through that commission. Amazing, amazing. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about that journey that you had to go through to get to where you are. But your story is incredible how you guys pursued through everything and was able to find that positivity on that aspect of it. But yeah, I apologize that you had to go through that. I, I couldn't imagine. It's never easy, Lisa. But what I will tell you is that I love... Like, like, I don't know where your listeners are, and I'm not trying to like force anything on them, but there's a scripture where it talks about God will lead you through the valley, mm-hmm. and he doesn't keep you there. So even if you don't believe in God, whatever, whatever it is you want to call that, but it's like we normally go through things, we don't stay in them. So I just mm-hmm. want to encourage you to keep pursuing through them. Is there, there is another side, and we've seen it, but we've been in that valley too, and those valleys aren't easy. Amazing. I love that. I love that so much. Not to just kind of backtrack a little bit. With affiliate marketing, just for the listeners who may not know what that actually is, do you mind giving us the quick little rundown on that? Yeah. So affiliate marketing, you've probably heard the term out there a lot, especially right now with, you know, influencers and things like that talking about they're making money through affiliate marketing. What it basically is, is like we as affiliate marketers, we find a great deal. We establish a relationship with a company or a brand where we can post a link from them. We curate a link from that company. That link gets curated. We post that to our social media sites or maybe a blog, you know, or through our email list. And we post it there. They click on it. They go to that company, whether it be like Walmart or Target or Best Buy or something like that, they purchase the product. And then in turn, um, we get a kickback of the commissions from the company, not from our clients, not from our community or our, our customers, whatever you call your your base that you're, you know, you're serving. So that's really mm-hmm. how it works. It's pretty simple. That's the 30 second version of it. Yeah. So essentially you're selling other people's products for commission. You are. In the you're promoting term. them. 
the greatest thing about that is sometimes you're trying to create a, if you're trying to create a product, it's great. But if that product doesn't work, then you got to go recreate a product. If we're promoting a product and maybe it doesn't work, then we just move on to the next product. So it's just a little different way of looking at things. Absolutely. And actually, I don't know if I've told you or even any of our listeners today that I actually started with affiliate marketing when I first started my business. I you did? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was doing more high ticket sales okay. versus like individual smaller ticket items. Yeah. But yeah, so I was selling essentially a business in a box at that time. I was teaching cool. people how to build a business through an online program and that program, that's what I got commission on. So that's what I started with. And that allowed me to quit my job. But it also... It taught me everything that I know today. They taught me how to do funnels, how to do email marketing, how to do paid advertising. It taught me the business structure of things, but also taught me what I like out of that products. And that's what I was able to create my own products on it now. So it's like when people come to me and they're like, how do you start a business online? I always say, well, you can either create your own product or service, or you can sell someone else's product or service. And that is one of the best ways to actually dive in and, and make some money. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not going to happen no. overnight, but you're, it's a lot less pressure if you're trying to create your own thing at that point. Well, and what's great is you could literally sell anything with affiliate marketing. Like even if a company doesn't have it, you can go to them. And if you have an audience and it looks like you're going to be able to sell them, chances are they'll create a affiliate program for you for you to sell their things. I mean, if someone comes to me and says, we want to sell your product, I'm going to figure it out. And it's awesome. You can pick anything you want. It could be a digital product. It could be a small ticket item, big ticket item, regardless of what it is. Affiliate marketing can work for all different. It, it spans the It spans the spectrum, which I love that. Yeah. And I always feel like people, not so much anymore, I feel like COVID has shifted people's mindsets a lot. But previous people would always say to me, well, that's kind of iffy. Like, I don't really like that Like, Ugh, yep. type of feeling. And it's like, there's no difference than just saying, hey, John, what is a good restaurant in Buffalo that I should go to when I'm with there with my family? If you're going to recommend something to me, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to go there. So why couldn't you get a little kickback for that referral? Exactly. And one of the yeah. most important things, if you're looking to get into affiliate marketing or you are, and Lisa, you just hit on it. One of the most important things with affiliate marketing is not just promoting things that people say that are good, but that you say are good and that you can recommend and you could say, I use this or my personal friend, you know, a friend of mine uses this and she loves it or he loves it for what they're getting to do. So personal recommendations are great. And that's going to, mm -hmm. you know, if you're an affiliate marketing, that's going to help you sell more. If you're maybe not selling much, you know, make sure you're actually personally recommending it. And some people will promote it but they won't say they use it. So if you use it, say you use it if you're promoting it. That's really important. Yeah, and I think it just comes back to the people feeling icky about yes. making money off of it. But I feel like it's, that's not, I don't feel like so many people are talking about it now, but when I started, it was like a, a big thing. <laughs> yep, yep, it, yeah. it was, uh, but it's a lot more common space now. Exactly, okay, so you created this community with your wife around affiliate marketing. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So first of all, I want to give my wife the credit because while I act as CEO now and I run a lot of the higher up things and, and direct the business on where we're going, she put her blood, sweat and tears into the first year of this business with me kind of guiding her and helping her. But she poured a lot into it. But her and I really helped curate the community. So our business is built on community. And to be honest, I believe any business can be and I might go as far to say should be built on a communal aspect. I think that is super important. If, if you're trying to build a business and it's not, there's no communal aspect to it. For me, I'm like, why am I doing it? Because people are, you know, what makes the world go round and I love building relationships. So we built it on community and we started it with, like, we, like I said earlier, just a few hundred members, friends and family that we invited into it. 
And then over time, it grew. Within six months, we grew to 2,000 members. Within a year and a half, we grew to 20,000. Then we went to 20,000. You know, and now three years later, as we're celebrating five years of BB Spargans coming up this October, we're at 65,000 now. When we're recording this right now, it's the end of July. But we're growing organically by 750 members per month. And like I said, organically, we're not putting any ads in, we're not paying any money in. That's growing organically over the past year. That's by, I went back and averaged it from a year and that's what we're growing organically. And here's the thing, I think that's super important because that speaks to community. I believe when there's a communal aspect to something and people are loving being a part of it and they feel like they can belong, they feel like they're known, I feel like that will drive them to invite somebody else to be into it. And that makes your audience, if you want to say, we call our audience our community. That makes our community so much more loyal to what's happening because honestly, they're being loyal to themselves because they are part of it. They are part of the community. It's not they're coming into BB's bargains. They are BB's bargains. They're a part of what we're doing. So that's just really important in the language we use. We always use that communal language. Amazing. I love it. I love how you say your community versus our audience. That's, yeah. I want to say it's a, subtle. a sweet, yeah. <laughs> a subtle, yeah. sweet way to talk to about your audience. But no, I love that aspect. But how you but, talk about people or how you talk mm -hmm. about things, that drives how you end up acting. Exactly. So you could say we call them my customers or my audience, and but you can want to try to act like they're your community. But when you start calling them that, you start acting on that. So call mm -hmm. them what you want them to be, not what you, you know, not, not something else. Mm -hmm. So when people are starting a community, and even when you guys first started, you said it was a lot of your friends and family members joining that community. How do you get past the whole people are joining, they're excited, maybe in the beginning, they're kind of engaging, but then a lot of people and even for myself, things just go dead sometimes. How do you kind of get past that little hump? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, for that question, we haven't had a ton of dead space. Okay. And I think, I mean, we'll have space where it's like, we'll grow by 1200 this month and then we'll grow by like 500. So like we rain, I think the lowest we've ever grown by per month, you know, since we actually started growing significantly after about a year in was about, is about 498. I think the most we ever grew in a month organically, it was over 2000, like 2100, somewhere around there. So anywhere in between there. So when I say it's unfortunate to that question where we haven't had much, I think the reason is maybe we just start like if that happens to you, you might want to ask the question, have I just started coasting? Mm -hmm. Am I just trying to replicate what I did last month? And here's the thing. If I'm, if I'm hanging out with you, Lisa, and I'm just trying to replicate my conversation we had last month, our relationship's not going to go anywhere. I'm just trying to talk about the same things, tell you the exact same things I told you last month. That's not going to go very deep. So I think when you're trying to build a community, if it has become stagnant, ask yourself, Am I just repeating stuff I did said last month or last year? Am I actually talking to my people and getting to know them? Or am I just trying to tell them stuff? Those are signs of it's become stagnant. It's like when you're creating content, are you creating content that creates conversation? I'm really big on that. I want to always try to create content that creates conversation, not create content that just tells them something. And it's like, you want to look at that and say, is my content creating conversation or is it actually trying to tell them something? Like for instance, and we, I have a, another community we run called BB Travel. That's only been going for about a year now. And we've had our ups and downs figuring out exactly where we're going. There always is those things. If, if you don't make mistakes, I don't think you're doing it right because <laughs> you got to take risks. You, know, you, you make mistakes sometimes as an entrepreneur. You'll backtrack, you go forward, you do all those things. But we're starting to get our, our feet under our, ourselves right now and we're starting to move forward. But in that community specifically, I haven't been as engaged. I have, I have a staff member of mine that's engaged in there with some things. 
I haven't been as engaged because of some other projects I've had going on that I had to choose to like not be engaged in there for a little bit as much as I wanted to. But yesterday I started re-engaging and literally all I said was I was like, I said something like, Hey, how's your, how's your summer? Or, or I, I just said, what's up? Question mark. Uh, and then I said, how's your summer been? And that was just the, the image. And it was like the image of a beach or something like that. And I just said, what's been going on this summer? And I put some things in the, 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 the told them about my summer, just asked them, Hey, I'd love to hear about your summer. I didn't ask them, love to hear about your summer. Tell me where you went. Tell me what you did. Tell me all this stuff. I asked one question, how, what's been going on this summer for you? And within two hours, I had like 45 comments and those were, some of those were mine because when I say create content that creates conversation, I'm going to say, Hey, what's up? How's your summer been? But I know on the back end, I'm going to be asking them if someone says, Oh, my summer's been great. Like for instance, there was this one lady. She said, summer's been good, but we haven't been able to travel as much because my husband had surgery and he had PT or he's, he has, he's going through PT now. So I'm like, Oh, how's the PT going? And now I like in the back of my mind, I've kind of notated in a couple months, I want to follow up with her, not because I want to create a business and make money, but because I care about her as a person. So mm-hmm. I'll subconsciously remember that. Oh, I want to go back. So I'll search for that person, find them, say, Hey, how's that going? There's another lady. I know who's been work. She works in, in a VA hospital caring for veterans. So I was able to encourage her and talk, talk back with her. Another lady just got married. So she just put actually this morning, she just posted pictures of her wedding. I can go back and check those out, but I'll ask them, Oh, you got married this summer. Like, do you have any pictures? Let me see them. So I ask mm-hmm. questions. So that content creates all that conversation. And here's the deal. Likes and stuff like that are great. One word comments are great. But if you have conversations where you're going back and forth, that creates value because, and again, if someone's listening to this, they're in my communities. I'm not doing that because I want to try to like break the algorithm system. Like Mm -hmm. while it does, I'm doing that because I care about you. I want to truly get to know you. Like I want to be able to be like, oh, Karen from our group, like in our group, like we know that she's been looking for this. And when we find this product, we're going to post it. We're going to tag her in it. And then she's probably going to show us a picture. She Maybe she used it for her granddaughter's birthday party or something. And we're excited about that for her because we know who she is. Um, So I hope that helps a little bit with that. You're honestly the kindest person I think I've ever talked to. I love uh, it. <laughs> There's so, I love some people would tell you the opposite, but I'm grateful <laughs> that you said that. I just try my best. And the, the honest thing is, all, that's all we can do is try our best. And there's too many people in this world that are just, they're all about winning the battle versus winning the person. And it's like, mm-hmm. I could, if, if I'm going after a conversation and like, I disagree with a lot of people, like I'm sure we could disagree on a ton of stuff, you and me, Lisa. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, do I want to win my position? Or do I want to win with people? And I want to win with people. And I'd rather be your friend than be your enemy. And I love, I actually love talking to people I disagree with because I learn a ton. And <laughs> I, may, I may not walk away and say, I agree with that, but I may walk away and say, man, I learned a ton there. And that's great because we could always be learning. Yeah, I love that. So then if you are so people focused, which is absolutely incredible, how do you remember if you have 65,000 people in your group, how do you pick the people that stand out or how do you even comprehend of who you should follow up with in the future? Like how do you just manage all that? Well, Lisa, what I do, I've, I've actually memorized every one of their names. No, I'm just, that would be super. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> that would be superhuman if I did that. But here, here's, like I, I, I mentioned before I was a pastor. I was actually a pastor for 14 years and I was recently away at a mastermind weekend a couple of weeks ago and you were there, Lisa, you know that. So, so we, we were away at that and we were learning and stuff like that. And I was actually talking on community at that event, speaking on it. There was a guy in the audience and his name is Ethan. 
And I had been forgetting his name the whole time. And uh, in the talk I was giving, I was like, I was like, like, you know, you got to just remember, like I was talking about community and the importance of remembering people's names. I'm like, you know, like Evan over there. And I thought I said, Ethan, I thought, and I got it wrong. And, um, you know, as a pastor, a friend of mine said, like, you're the typical pastor. You say everybody's name wrong and you say it like with confidence, but it's completely (laughs) wrong, but you don't care. You say it with confidence. And what I found is you don't have to remember everybody's names. Like I try to. But you don't have to. You don't have to make sure that you like do if you're doing something for one, you don't have to do it for everybody. But what I found is you have to be authentic. You have to be who you are. And if you screw up and you're like, yeah, I totally am bad with names, which I am like, Lisa, I could know you. You could be my friend and I can introduce you to somebody. And I totally forget your name in the moment we're introducing. It's like a, a phobia I have. Like I forget it, <laughs> but I'll call it out and I'll just be like this. Like I introduced my sister once and I forgot her name in the introduction. <laughs> Like to a friend of mine, like somebody I was introducing her to. It's just something that my brain does. But what I found is being authentic is super important, Lisa. So so like while there's 65,000 in our group right now, what I need to remember is that every one of those people has a story. They have a life and they matter. And while I can't remember them all and know them all, and we have four staff members that work for us and my wife and I, so there's six of us. So while we can't remember all of them, we can remember the one, we can remember one, we can remember two, we can remember three, four, five. And I like with our staff talking about like the principle of do for one. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is like, do for one what you wish you could do for everybody. Like do for one what you couldn't do for everybody, like what you can't do for everybody, you but you thought, but you really want to. And I'll tell you people who didn't know that when I was growing up, I remember going through the lunch line in school and take yourself back right now to like middle school and elementary school and you're buying lunch and you're getting that really good mashed potatoes and you want that extra mashed potato scoop. And the lunch lady says, well, I can't give you one because if I give you one, I'd have to do it for everybody. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> everybody's not asking for an extra scoop of mashed potatoes. I'm sorry. So my community, everybody's not asking for me to get to know every part of their, their life, but I can do for one. Like there's times where we've just sent somebody's mentioned something and we just sent them a gift card. Like we just sent them a gift card because if we saw they were on our email list and we just said, Hey, we heard you're having a tough week. We saw what you posted there. We just sent you a gift card. Hope this cheers you up. Like go get a coffee mm-hmm. on us or whatever, because we can do that for one. We can't do that for everybody. We can do it for one person. So I say, follow the rule of do for one and really be intentional in what you do. Don't be unintentional. Be who you are. Be authentic. I love it. I love that so much, John. That's amazing. So you're obviously talking a lot about being authentic with the individuals that are inside your group. Can we yep. talk a little bit about how do you actually grow that group organically? Like, is this just a compound effect eventually? Or like, what have you done anything specific to get people in the beginning, of course, yeah, into the yeah. group? So, I mean, you got to look at when you're, our group is specifically on Facebook. We kind of take the approach where we try to like own one space as much as we can when it comes to social media. And we've chosen Facebook. That's worked for us. So we've owned that space. Will we venture into other ones someday? You know, maybe, but now we're venturing off of that because we're trying to establish more of a community off of social media so we can own mm-hmm. that community. And there's a lot of philosophy behind that. And that's a different conversation at a different time. Mm-hmm. But as far as growing this community, what, what we found is if we pro- if we provide a super great product, and if we provide authentic conversations and things like that, your community will grow. But there is strategy behind it. So like, for instance, one thing we do in our community, there's like three things we look at. I look at when I'm talking about community is I encourage people to create your community, grow your community and foster your community. 
So I think this really falls in the, the line of fostering your community. So when we're fostering our community, one of it is do for one. I talk about that. The other thing is create some fun. So you want to do for one and you want to create some fun. So in our community, we like creating fun. We love encouraging people to invite their friends. We love when new people join. Like we love talking to our community like people are joining. So like, for instance, like when I was a youth pastor and I would stand on the stage, I like every time I'd get up there in front of our 50, 60 students, I'd be like, hey, so glad you're here. And if it's your first time, you know, we're glad you're here as well. And we want you to know you're welcome here. I'd say that every time, regardless if there was a first person or not, because you know what I'm telling? I'm telling my students that we're expecting their friends to show up here. I'm mm -hmm. telling my students that they're welcome here. So if I say it every time, even if there's no students, they're like, well, there's no people. There, there might not be any new people here. Oh, that means I can invite. So like in our community, we're welcoming new people. We're like, hey, if you're here for the first time and, you know, in the last month, we want to welcome you here and we want to tell you, hey, this is what we're about here at BB's Bargains. So we always want to be talking about that and using that language like new people are always welcome here and we're, we're welcoming, you know, we're, we're creating the space for them that that encourages people to invite. We also just we will call it out. We'll be like, hey, invite your friends. Like, hey, we, we tell our friends when we have a good restaurant, we'd love for you to invite your friends to this community if it's valuable to you. We also do giveaways where we'll be like, hey, we're going to give away a $100 gift card when we hit 2,000 members. I think when we hit 2,000 members, we went big and we gave away a $200 gift card. Like, hey, when we hit 2,000 members, we're going to do a giveaway for $200, you know, $200 and uh, so invite your friends so we can get there quicker. So those are just little ways we've done it. But what I found is the best way is if you're creating a great product, you're creating a great you know, solution that's helping your people, then obviously that's going to naturally encourage them to invite others. Amazing. I love that. Okay. Great, great tips that you're giving us. I have one more question for you about more the content that you're posting from, uh, obviously you mentioned like doing the giveaways and like having those conversations and you gave a great tip where you just did what's going on this summer. But from a product standpoint, like not to just get money focused, but people have a business to run. That's Let's say that's why they're building that community. How do you kind of have that balance between, hey, I'm selling versus, hey, I'm just here to support you and be an awesome friend, let's even say? That's a great question. I mean, obviously numbers play a part of it. You know, having conversations with you over the last few months, knowing you love numbers and analytics and things like that. Like, I actually love that stuff. So <laughs> I look at it like we're on pace this month to hit like over 30,000 comments in our group. So oh. tracking the comments is like really cool, but like tracking, you know, but like obviously those are conversations. So I love taking like those, those communal things and like making them analytical. So that like mm -hmm. gets me excited and stuff like that. So obviously numbers have to play a part. I'll tell our staff that, Hey, if we're not selling anything, you guys can't have a job. We can't have a job. And obviously, like you said, we have to make money. So, mm -hmm. so how do we balance that? I mean, I just kind of try to shoot straight with my staff and my wife. And we talk about where we are with numbers and things like that. How can we get better? How can we sell more? Like I'm talking a lot about community here. I have a sales background as well. I have a pastoral background. I have, you know, and some people could say, well, sales plays into pastoring as well. It does, you know, so I have, I have a lot of things in my background and we're not talking about those things now, but like we, we have in our staff meetings, our, our virtual staff meetings with our staff, we have conversations about what does it mean to post differently so people will actively click and they will actively, you know, actively buy? So we talk about how do we do that? So when you're talking about right now, you're talking specifically how to balance that. That happens very much in the background of our business and what we're doing. This podcast, we're talking a lot about, you know, community and building that and stuff like that. But we just call it like it is. And we do that. Like our, if you might be thinking, wow, in John Beebe's staff meetings with Beebe Spargans, they're like, how do we just be nice to people and give away stuff? <laughs> 
No, we are super hyper focused. And when I, I do coaching for entrepreneurs and things like that, and when I coach them with my coaching, like all of that, I'm super intentional in what I do in looking at those numbers and making sure we hit our goals. Like for instance, with our staff right now, our staff know if we exceed last year's revenue, affiliate marketing revenue for three months straight, we give them raises. So every three months straight, we give them raises. So you better believe we're focused on that. You better believe we're looking at those numbers. And I'm giving text message. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty, uh, low key with us. So I'm doing my audio text message to them in our little group of six people. And I'm giving them updates on where we're going and what's happening and stuff like that. And we keep our, we keep our staff very communal with that through group texts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about that all the time, you know, to move the, move the needle forward. And then sometimes our staff will be like patio furniture for everybody this week, because we got to get our sales goals up. And <laughs> obviously we're not just going to push things that people won't use or aren't a good deal, but you know, we have fun with it and joke with them in the back end as well. So that plays a, a very crucial role in it as well. You just be honest with it. It's a business. So you got to do that. I love it. So where can people find you? You mentioned your coaching, you've mentioned BB bargains and you also have the travel side of things. So share all about you. So you can look at the link tree. It's it's in the, the show notes down below. I know Lisa said she's going to put it there. So check out that. That's going to be your best bet, bet to stay up to date because obviously if anything changes, I can do that. But we have bbsbargains.com and right now everything's housed right there. So if you just go there, you can see our BB's Bargains. You can also see BB Travel there. And if you're interested in anything I'm doing with coaching, you know, if you're intrigued by that and you'd love to see if I can help you in any way, I'd love to do that. You can just follow me on social media. I, I follow, I'm on Instagram and Facebook right now. And on Instagram, I'm just the T-H-E, John Beebe, J-O-N-B-E-E-B-E. So just look up the John Beebe and follow me there and check me out on, on Facebook as well. But I'd love to follow you there um, and you know connect with you there. So anything you need, I'm open. Like I said, I'm a communal guy. So if you message me, it'll be me messaging you. I love bots. Like they can do really cool things, but chances are it'll be me. It won't be any kind of bots. So you'll, you'll hear directly from John Beebe. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the More Than Social podcast. You have given us a lot to think about, but also... An easy reminder just to show up as a human. I think that is the biggest takeaway that I personally got out of this conversation. So I greatly, greatly appreciate you, John. Thank you so much again. And we'll have you back to talk a little bit more about affiliate marketing in the near future. Sounds great. Lisa, appreciate you. You're doing great work. And just so you guys know, I've got, I, I want Lisa didn't pay me to say this, but I just want to say it. <laughs> Lisa's got some really great things going. So if, if, if you are ever wondering, is Lisa the real deal? she is the real deal. I wondered that at one point and then I quickly realized she is and she is awesome. And that's why it's an honor to be here. And it was an easy yes when she invited me on. So Lisa, you have a great day and your audience, you guys are in good hands with Lisa. So keep pouring into her and let her keep pouring into you. Thank you so much, John. I really, really appreciate that. Have the best day ever. And guys, thank you yep. so much for listening. If you have any questions, affiliate marketing, community, anything that we've talked about today, coaching, reach out to John on Instagram or Facebook. But again, I will put his link tree inside of the show notes so you can hit him up on there. Thank you so much, John. See ya. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.